The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on High at Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of High at Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October 12th, and today is Metatastic Breast Cancer Awareness Day. Save the tatas. It's also... Hold on. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. Hold on. Hold on. It's also National No Bra Day. It's also National Yorkshire Pudding Day, National Train Your Brain Day, because it's No Bra Day, and... Happy birthday, Navy. And, of course, it is, as you mentioned, it is Friday the 13th, and my name is Jason. And thank you for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the Internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And we are also now streaming on Twitter Spaces, Twitch, Facebook, and Rumble. So welcome to everyone joining us from any of those platforms. But we are going to kick it off with we have in-house. That's right. The dope dad himself. That's right. It's Rico Lamite, who is back and he's back. Or is he back and he's black? <laughs> We're trying to figure it all out still. That's right. It is none other than the dope dad, Rico Lamite. Where's my applause, Adam? Give me my applause. There we go. There we go. There we go. There you go, bro. All good. Just like Cotter, it's great to be back, Jason. Yeah. So um, while addressing critics of the less popular Star Wars prequel movies and their plots pretty much rehashing the same damn tropes and flow of the original three films, George Lucas said this. You see, the echo of where it all is going to go. It's like poetry, sort of. They rhyme. And just like Lucas found himself defending a trash-ass product starring trash-ass characters like Jar Jar Binks and cheap OCGI that would probably look better if they just used the puppets from Jim Henson back in the 80s movies, all the folks who said safe banking was sure to pass this round, sure to pass before Congress returned from recess, are finding themselves in the same damn place. Because guess what, Jason? The bill once known as safe banking, now identifying as safer banking, is yet again in danger of not being passed. And if I wasn't petty, I wouldn't say I told you so, but I am. So I told you so. 
MJ Biz Daily reported yesterday multiple Capitol Hill observers told them the odds remain good that the U.S. Senate will pass the Safer Banking Act to provide protections from federal prosecution for financial institutions offering services to state legal cannabis businesses. The legislation passed a key Senate committee late September, and the expected full Senate passage will most likely be celebrated as yet another historic first. But now, even as some key House members signal opposition to the latest Senate version of the bill, new complications seem to be clouding the outlook. And what's the excuse this time? Well, nearly all business in Congress is frozen until the, they have a resolution to the ongoing drama in the Republican-led Real Housewives of Representatives. <laughs> yeah. Thursday evening, the Republicans. <laughs> Thursday evening, the Republicans were to select a replacement for Representative Kevin McCarthy, the dude they picked and they kicked out, and it all seemed like a lock for either Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise. But the skeletons in Jim Jordan's "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" closet came back to haunt him, and Steve Scalise pulled out of the running after failing to earn proper amount of votes to move forward. So. What do we have now? Chaos. Per the article, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer believes a full Senate floor vote will reveal a 60-plus fellow, uh, fellow senators in support necessary to pass a bill under filibuster rules, and he still plans on pushing a safer-plus package with Republican-friendly gun ownership rights and Democratic-friendly marijuana arrest record expungements included. A full Senate floor vote, a first for safer banking, could happen in the chamber's work period that begins next week and ends shortly before Thanksgiving, said David Culver, senior vice president for public affairs at the U.S. Cannabis Council. But just like seven times, safe banking passed the House before the Republicans took over. Without other side being able to op even operate, we find ourselves in the same damn place as when the shoe was on the other foot. U.S. Congress. It's like poetry, sort of. It rhymes. I'm Rico Lamit, the dopest dad on the street for High Nine News. And uh, Jason, I told you. <laughs> I am not worried about this in the slightest, Rico. I think this is just a think... this is just a hype piece just to get people's emotions all tangled up in the drama. But safer banking is still on the table. It's a distraction. It's, it's not going to pass. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I said it. I said it last year. I said it the year before. I said it the year before that. It's not going to pass. It's all a distraction. And um, just follow the money, man. I mean, follow if it, I mean, I mean, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Slowly, like a boa constrictor, if it, it's going to take over. If it, here's the thing, Rico. If it doesn't pass, that's just going to be a major win for Republicans because they're going to be able to sit around and be able to point the fingers at all the Democrats that look, hey, you guys, you guys hype this whole thing up. Hold on, hold on. It's Matt Gates. This is your boy. It's not Matt Gates' fault. You can't fault Matt, Matt Gates. Get out of here, bro. Stop, stop the ridiculousness with all that. That is the most ridiculous thing I've heard all day. And I've been up for a few how hours. Is this not, how, how is this not Matt Gates' fault? How is this not Matt Gates' fault? How, uh, how is it Matt Gates's fault for doing the job and making sure that the House is operating in the order according to the agreements that were agreed upon to make Kevin McCarthy the Speaker? And then when those deal points were broken, <laughs> then that, there's consequences. And so I don't see how it's Kevin McCarthy's fault on any or excuse me, that Matt Gates' fault on any of this. That's ridiculous. It's always it's always the Democrats' fault. And then it's always it is the, the Democrats' fault. fault. You see, you see, it's you always see, the Democrats' see, fault. See, 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 the if the, the Democrats is, cared about it, hold on. If the, if the Democrats cared that much about the safe banking, they would have rallied behind Kevin McCarthy and thrown him a life raft, and then Kevin McCarthy would have been the, the Democratic Speaker of the House. 
Oh, because it's all about safe banking, right? It, it it all of Congress. You, you is like all how about I did that? Banking. You like how I did that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this one, Doctor T? Doctor Mark, let y'all chip in on this. Safer banking, will it mm-hmm. ever, ever pass, or is it, is it, is it going to be like the uh, um, the was it um, the detox album, Doctor Dre? Never, ever <laughs> will it ever release. <laughs> Well, it's a big mess up there in in the house, right? We've got to get the house in order for yep. it to pass. It's the Democrats, maybe. It's the Democrats' fault, right? It is the Democrats' fault. It always is. No, it, <laughs> it's clearly the Republicans who have made the mess. But uh, I don't think it's a mess. You know, I don't know. Cannabis doesn't seem to be important. Well, let's hope it's not. I mean, I still am hoping because that's all, all right. I can do from San Francisco here. I, you know. <laughs> Keep hope alive, but I, Dr. So T. I'm hoping that it's not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Dr. glad. Dr. I'm just Mark, glad. I'm just glad that 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 the hope has an expert doctor like Dr. Talleyrand breathing it, breathing. You know, what I'm saying, giving it life support right now. So that's all I can be, do. Yes, I can't get those Republicans <laughs> to straighten themselves out. Oh man, this is this is so good. Um, but uh, hey, I'm Dr. telling Dr. you, Mark, is safer banking going to pass? I say deschedule or bust, you know, so descheduling fixes safe banking. So it's just a bunch of waste of time and energy if they end up descheduling to begin with. So just get on with descheduling and safe banking will follow. Right. Yeah. But the Democrats right now, they don't want to deschedule it. They want to reschedule it and just hand the cannabis industry over to the pharmaceutical industry, Dr. Mark. So you can just make all kinds of money with formulations. Yeah. We talked about before that until we separate big money from politics, mm-hmm. the politicians will be beholden to the people who are stuffing their money, uh, stuffing that money uh, into their pockets. So, well, that's why yeah. they made the golden rule, though, isn't it, Doctor Mark? Because the one with the gold makes the rules. <laughs> I wish it was well, the one the with qu- the gold. <laughs> the question remains: Is the can? Are we growing as an industry, as a cannabis industry? Because the more we grow, the more power we'll get. You know. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to topple pharma, but um, we definitely can make some inroads into Congress. Not with 280E in place, we're not going to be able to do anything against pharma. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's, no, there's, gonna, there's never going to be any action on 280E either because Republicans can't even form a Congress. Oh, God. <laughs> and rescheduling the three is going to end the industry as we know it. Exactly. So, Thank you, you know. Dr. Mark. I'm with you on that. You know, maybe maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene will be the Speaker of the House. That would be fantastic. No, I told you who's I, – I, I don't think you were back yet. I told you who I think is going to end up being the Speaker of the House is going to be Byron Donaldson. And oh – and by Byron Donaldson. Oh, I've, I went into the whole thing. I don't, we, I don't think we have enough time for me to go into my whole synopsis as to why. But uh, this was but my they, first they – can, they, can, they can elect anybody. They don't have to be in Congress. Right? I, I, I think they should elect Trump to be the Speaker. I think he would make an amazing Speaker. <laughs> Donald Trump, Donald Trump doesn't do any work, press. dude. He, 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 he doesn't do no work. The, the, the Speaker of the House actually. Oh, has bro, to he do would things. give the best <laughs> speeches from the follow, floor. Follow rules of decorum. Yeah. Like, and, and Donald Trump has zero decorum. No, no, I think I think he would. I think he would put everyone in their place and make everybody take a seat. Yeah, I think it would be great. Oh my God. Yeah, he, it would be. Uh, a, it would be so hysterical. And then I would and, prefer Ryan Seacrest would make a great Speaker of the House, right? No, right? No, 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 no. No, no, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Ryan C- I'd, I'd, I'd rather have Justin Bieber as a Speaker of the House over Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> oh, wait a second. He's, he's taking Canadian. Pat Sajak's he can't, he can't do it. He's Canadian. Yeah, he's taking Pat Sajak's gig over at uh, over at uh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh yeah. So. oh yeah, 
More Canadians taking American jobs. Man getting money. Mm-hmm. He yeah. looks good on TV. That's important. Mm-hmm. You gotta oh. look good on TV, man. Yeah. yeah. What about what about Mitt Romney? I'll get put Mitt Romney in there. Mitt Romney will get safe banking pass for you, Jason. No way. No, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I would kick Mitt Romney out if I had the power to. I would not. I do not mess with Mitt Romney. I'm not a Mitt Romney fan in any way whatsoever. But nonetheless, but he go. does support. What's that? Oh, he does support safe banking, right? Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, okay. Is he on the list? Is Just he on the list? In... He's a senator. He's a senator. He hasn't had a chance to vote on safe banking yet. He's retiring. He's retiring. He's getting out. Oh, that gives him. That gives Put him. him in that gives temporary. him. A, that gives him an easy out. That gives him easy out. That that's fine. He's retiring. He's not going to be accountable to anybody. So. I'll be running a cannabis business in two years. I, I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Hopefully all those buildings will have elevator shafts. Mitz, Mids, Mitz, Mids, right? Mm-hmm. Mitz, Mids. Ooh, Mids Romney. Mids Romney. On that, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Um, and highlights all the problems with the house, right? Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't think there's much problems going on in the house. I I, I like this. Uh, <laughs> I think this is this is what yeah, our founding can't... fathers intended. It just so happens that we had the mainstream media corrupting everything. Mainstream media. Uh-huh. Chaos is a ladder. And, and, and on that note, he is known for smoking on the best weed in the world and his unwavering support of recent past failed American fascist regimes. Here to develop, mm-hmm. yeah, deliver yet another. It's not a fascist regime. Being pro-American Y'all know is not fascist. Is. Just saying. Jason Beck. Just so you know. Okay. Pro-America is not fascism. Although the Kabuki left would love theater. for you to believe that. But man, oh man, oh man, wait till you guys hear about this. I can't wait to hear what Dr. T and Dr. Mark have to say about this. Because cannabis DUI insurance eyes the Oregon market. That's right. Insurance against some cost of driving while potentially high may be soon coming to Oregon. That's right. A Utah-based startup offering insurance to cover the cost of defending a cannabis DUI charge has applied to sell its products in Oregon. They must have a lot of cannabis DUIs up there. Some research shows tests of bodily fluids for THC don't reliably correlate with intoxication, yet they are used to prosecute DUI cases. The company's testing the novel insurance product uh, is, is called Reefer, R-E-E-P-H-E-R, and says this dis- discrepancy can lead to cannabis users being wrongly charged with driving under the influence. THC is a component in cannabis that provides the high and an ingredient in some CBD products like chocolate that are not des- des- designed to 
provide a high. But by the numbers, the cheapest insurance product offered by Reefer, R-E-E-P-H-E-R, costs $15 per month and offers up to $15,000 in potential coverage. Cap supplies such as $8,000 in defense attorney fees and $1,500 to recover a car that has been towed. And uh, premiums may be higher for people with previous DUIs or other drug-related traffic violations. How this thing works is uh, Reefer launched in late 2021 and currently operates in six states as a prepaid legal expense plan. It has raised $1.2 million in investments and has signed up less than 1,000 customers, the CEO Justin Cohn tells Axios. The application to offer a similar service in Oregon is on hold while they try to work out a deal with an insurance carrier that would allow them to operate as an insurance product in all 50 states. And in a quote, there needs to be a new type of coverage that protects people from financial consequences of their own behaviors, which are not illegal, Cohn tells Axios. But if you end up on the wrong side of the risk, it can be a costly endeavor. He says Oregon is of particular interest to the startup because there is a large swath of the population that does consume cannabis there. And Tom Baker, an expert on insurance on insurance law at the University of Pennsylvania Law School, tells Axios that the reefer's products seem similar to, in quote, peace of mind insurance, like for trip cancellation or identity theft. He says it's unusual to offer insurance for conduct that would be regarded as criminal, Baker said. Uh, Oregon crime statistics show that over the past two and a half years, law enforcement made 210 driving under the influence citations where marijuana was involved and 64 disorderly conduct citations. And nationally, marijuana is the second most common drug found in blood tests of drivers involved in crashes per federal research. And a recent paper by the National Association of Insurance Commissioners cites a direct relation between legalized cannabis and car crashes, as well as general rise in DUIs. And what what are they watching is whether consumers will decide this kind of insurance is worth the cost. If cannabis DUI insurance sells reefer plans to get into insuring behavior related to relationships, starting with marriage and divorce, marriage insurance would would cover costs. For example, if one partner didn't show up for the wedding and for divorce, we're not going to pay any alimony. We pay for the lawyer and the life disruption Cone tells Axios. Well, 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 I'm curious. You doctors have dealt with so much insurance. I'm wondering what you guys think about this DUI insurance that could be coming to Oregon soon. This is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What do y'all think about this? Jason, you mind if I chime in on this one? Oh, hold on. Yeah, Chris, Chris, can you turn your camera on? Yes, one second. All right, all right. We We have Chris Eggers. Who is normally joins us on on Mondays? Who has now moved to the Friday lineup? Yeah, the Friday. Yes, yeah. yes. There he, the there, there he is. There we are. There he is. Yes. Yeah. Go for it, Chris. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. This is uh, this is very interesting. I find it very interesting, but I think this works in theory only uh, for a lot of reasons. One, uh, if you are arrested, say you this. I'm sorry. Let me say this. 
think it only works if you're arrested and the only substance found is cannabis. And then on top of that, in that process, I see a ton of issues here. Uh, what if somebody's arrested for multiple crimes? They were, say, in theory, not guilty of driving under the influence. It was only a positive testimony in your body, but you were not under the influence. But you pled guilty to the DUI instead of a different The water's getting very muddy here um, because arrests are not as you know cut and dry as in the movies or on TV as we see. There's a ton of moving parts. And then we talk about, you know, uh, the car being impounded, you know, and insurance against that. I can see issues there as well. Um, so I think this is, I'm going to be interested to see how it how it shakes out. I'm not I, against it by any means. I just am wondering what the fine print says in these, uh, in these contracts as, as I'm paying my monthly premium. Wouldn't you call it an insurance rollout, Chris? I, they're rolling something, Jason, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Definitely rolling something. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Four wheels, you know what I mean? No flat. That was a joke. Thank yes. you. Thank, yes. thank you. Yeah, like hey, who, who, like whoever it. was my first courtesy laugh. Whoever was the first yeah. courtesy laugh, I appreciate that. I'm picking up what you're putting up and down there. Like my thing here is, is this, this company <laughs> that's offering this is based out of Utah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Mitt Romney is behind this, Jason. He very well could be. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to be involved in this. I mean... Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm willing to bet that the Mormons are more involved in this than Mitt Romney is. Dude, they're business people, man. They know how to make money. Exactly. Quick start <laughs> is real. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this they're, doesn't they're... sound like a good business plan, though. This is, get it? Uh, you know, how many MLM. people are I getting... think I, I think it is if you get enough buy-in from stoners that want to... This, have... this is an MLM. I guarantee, yeah. I guarantee you this is going to be an MLM. This is going to be the next Herbalife. <laughs> like, uh, and, and, and I'll tell you what. People I... selling insurance underneath you. You get, you collecting you collecting a piece of their pie. Yeah, I, I, I might start selling I'm insurance dead. just because of this. I know tons of weed people that would, that would love to have their stuff insured and, you know what I'm saying, not have to worry about spending uh spending a fine on a 30-day hold on their car and all that and I'm, I, I totally get it riding dirty no more that's what i'm saying really people are getting caught for cannabis alone out there driving with cannabis alone i most police officers i've talked to say you know the biggest problem with cannabis drivers is that they drive too slow um but nice. outside of that it doesn't seem like they're swerving or causing issues I'm with you. Swerve and perving. You just get a car with adaptive cruise control. Yeah, just get get adaptive hey. cruise control. Sit in the slow lane and just you know just just coast, man. Mm-hmm. Just coast. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, I don't. This is, I mean, this is very. I think it's very interesting though. Um, yes. And it's a. I think as uh, as we inch towards federal legalization, you're gonna have a lot of different insurance riders mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to buy. And who wins is follow the money, man. Insurance companies have the biggest buildings in every American city. And at the same time, too, to um, uh, uh, insurance commerce is prohibited by state lines, which is one of the things that uh, cause insurance rates to go up at such high levels is because of the fact that there is not interstate trade when it comes to insurance, meaning you can mm-hmm. only purchase insurance from a insurance provider that is Correct. licensed to provide insurance in your state when there should, ju- there should not be that. And that causes a lot of uh, policies to be artificially high. Um, because of the mm-hmm. lack of competition in that state. Yep. Shout out. Shout out. I, I give my I give my condolences to all of the people, the good people in California, the homeowners in California, the homeowners in Florida that are being let go of all of their insurance companies because why they're pulling out. <laughs> their pullout game is strong. But pull out the insurance, uh, all state and uh, State Farm pulling out of the insurance game. I guarantee 
states like California, Colorado, Washington, and Oregon, if this insurance is is, is passed and is it allowable in in those states, your your premiums are going to be much higher than everywhere everywhere else because we smoke the most. That's right, and we drive. It's a racket. It's a racket. Yes, C level suites of all of those large insurance companies are on with people making lots of freaking money and sucking money out of the system and especially when it comes to health insurance it's not health insurance at all they're just sucking on the teat that makes all the prices go up for everybody it's a scam did you ever you ever look at the uh, like the, the itemized pricing uh um, um when you ever go to a hospital visit er visit like tissues uh, the use of tissues in the er is 250 dollars <laughs> they build a hell out of you. And if you don't have insurance, you're paying that, that out of pocket. Well, I mean, I mean, tissues are for issues. And so just yeah. saying there's a lot of issues yeah. in the hospital. You, you don't want to misuse tissues for the issues. Mm-hmm. That's right. And coming up next, that's right. Speaking of tissues for the issues, we have the doctor with all of your treatments. He's been writing recommendations longer than probably most of you watching have been alive. Not to mention, he's also the founder of CESC and still writes cannabis recommendations to this day. That's right. It is none other than the founder of Medican, Mr. Gene Talleyrand. Thanks, Jason. Yes. <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Welcome Friday. Welcome back, Rico. Glad to have you uh, well back from the brink. Uh, my headline today is clinical trial, nighttime use of cannabinol, CBN, uh, reduces sleep disturbances from normal. According to a placebo-controlled clinical trial, a 20-milligram gummy of CBN results in fewer sleep disturbances in participants who self-rated their sleep at, as either poor or very poor. The study was sponsored by Canopy Growth Corporation and Juana Brands. Investigators assessed the use of CBN, CBN combined with CBD, or placebo for seven days. A cohort of 321 participants ate a gummy 90 minutes before bedtime. The primary endpoint was sleep quality. Secondary endpoints included sleep onset latency, which is a measure of how long you stay awake while trying to get to sleep, Um, number of awakenings, overall sleep disturbances, and daytime fatigue. Subjects using CBN had significantly reduced number of awakenings and reduced overall sleep disturbances. There were no significant results with the other endpoints, and adding CBD to CBN did not improve the findings. Some subjects reported mild side effects, including headaches. The present study provides evidence to support the use of 20 milligrams of CBN alone for the improvement of sleep difficulties, the authors concluded. Future studies should continue to examine the potential side effects of CBN and compare them to side effects of other pharmacologic interventions for sleep. This is not the first study proving that cannabis products help with sleep. In 2021, a study sponsored by Australian Zerilla Therapeutics found that their tincture containing THC, CBD, and CBN one hour before bedtime improved scores on a sleep index. Another study performed by researchers at the University of New Mexico 
demonstrated that participants consuming flour also reported better sleep. Cannabis flowers that were higher in CBD potency, like type 2 flowers, performed better as a sleep aid than type 1 high THC flowers. Um, another reason to stock type 2 in your stores. Previous studies have affirmed that CBN improves sleep. That's been known by cannabis users for quite some time. This new study may be useful news to those who cannot test positive for THC but need a good night's sleep. 20 milligrams of CBN may be all, all that's needed. Regarding whether CBN tests positive with urine tests designed to, to detect THC metabolites, the answer is yes, but weakly. It takes anywhere from five to 20 times a THC dose to turn positive. Um, as, as usual, dosage matters. CBN is non-psychoactive, can be derived from the hemp plant, and is legal. If you need to pass a drug test, make sure the product you take is made from isolate CBN. Broad or full-spectrum products are likely to have traces of THC. This is your public service announcement from Dr. Jean Talleyrand at Hyatt 9 News. This is huge news. Dr. Mark, you want to chip in on this one? Yeah, so uh, like uh, uh, Dr. Talleyrand said, there is a lot of anecdotal information about CBN and a lot of studies that have been looked at for treatment with full-spectrum cannabinoids. But I am not aware of any other clinical study that's published in the open literature that specifically is looking at CBN's impact on sleep. Dr. Talleyrand, do you, are you aware of any other? I know that there was some Japanese research where they were looking at derivatives of CBN, so they were actually making new molecules, but CBN itself in a clinical setting, I think part of the reason, it's interesting when he mentioned who paid for it. So who paid for this? Juana and who else? Wasn't there another? Canopy. Canopy growth. Yeah. Okay. So people who basically have a dog in the fight here, right? Because Juana sells gummies and certainly they could put CBN in a gummy now and say, hey, uh, you want a gummy for uh, going to sleep at night? Now, I think it, it's a fine line of making a medical claim that's proven in an FDA-sanctioned clinical trial. This could be a clinical trial that put together with other clinical trials around safety, around patient demographics. So does this work in diabetic patients? Does this work in overweight patients? Does this work with patients who are on 10 other medications? All those types of studies need to be done in order for the FDA to say, you know what? we give you approval for this because you've shown us in a diverse section of the population that the active ingredient is effective. It has what's called a therapeutic window. And if the therapeutic window gives the patient better sleep without causing all these other side effects, I mean, certainly cannabinoids do have side effects. And I think Dr. Talleyrand could admit too, not all Cannabinoid treatments are going to help you with sleep. In some cases, cannabinoids can actually do the biphasic response, which is actually give you insomnia. So you have to be very, very careful. It's very interesting here, too, about that they looked at the combination with CBD. I think anecdotally, it's thought of in, the, um, in just general population that CBD also helps with sleep. 
But um, this, I believe, and Dr. Tolerated, correct me if I'm wrong, I think is the first publication of clinical study in humans that show that CBN improves sleep. Is that correct? Yeah, I did look check into that. Um, there is a review article out of 2021 that looked back at some 100 studies with CBN. And most of the studies had um, combination CBN with other right. things. And the CBN dose was usually less than five milligrams. Uh, right. So right. this is really the first one out the gate that's got 20 milligrams uh, uh, CBN. It, yeah, so it's pretty exciting news in terms of, uh, of finally move, taking a step forward. We do need better uh, measurements. This is self-reported measurements. There could be a placebo effect happening. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, so, so um, because of all of the conversion chemistry that's going on with hemp, CBN isolate is now an available cannabinoid. It, up until recently, it really wasn't too available. CBN is the degradation product of THC that does naturally occur as a degradation product of THC. But only until recently have uh, these hemp suppliers been able to perfect the conversion chemistry of CBD into THC and then the oxidation to CBN isolate. CBN isolate is now readily available as a white powder. CBN used to be sort of like just this dark oil that you turned your THC oil into, uh, but now it's so interesting that a white solid uh, comes out of that really dark oil mm. purified. <laughs> I have a quick question. Dr. Martin, uh, Dr. Martin, you guys Martin, are you saying that, that white is better? <laughs> <laughs> Not when it comes to skin. I'm in the school where, look, put me and John right next to each other. We're all colored people, man. Everyone, <laughs> you see a white person walking on the face of the earth? I want you to give me a call. I've never seen white people. We're all colored people, man. We're all colors, man. All colors of the rainbow, dark and light. But I'll just I was, go I was, back. I was talking about race, man. I was, I was talking about medicine, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go back to uh, that bet, medicine. I so bet, I bet. when I know that a, when I know that a crystalline compound should be white, when I see it, if, yeah. if it's either yellow or off white, it's not as pure. So white would just be an indication that there's no other oxidative degradation components that are dirtying the mixture. So CBN itself is a white crystalline compound. THCA is a white crystalline compound. If you ever see those in less pure forms, they are going to be colored. But hey, man, color is beautiful. Um, well, what's your question, Chris? My question was for Dr. Mark. You made a comment about, um, and I haven't heard this before, but I think I may have experienced it that that uh, you know after taking a gummy, I expect to go to, to sleep. I actually feel that there's been a, I can think of one in particular where I felt like kind of had insomnia. Right? I couldn't couldn't really shut it down, and go to bed, and I'm wondering yes, if you can elaborate on that comment because you said it could have the opposite effect. He wants you to elaborate on the fact of taking a gummy before bed and for times when it, people can't sleep. Dr. Mark, did you get that? He's asking me this question? Yes. I'm not the medical doctor. I'm a chemist, right? I can take <laughs> So THC. I was just following up on, on, on yeah. the comment you made. You said it could have the, the an adverse effect. So that, that's kind of, that was my question because I think I may have experienced that. 
I was just curious. So THC, THC is stimulating. Uh, you know, people say it makes them sleepy. It's probably the after effect of THC. Um, there are other, there's a sleep circadian rhythm that, um, that uh, uh, cannabinoids or the cannabinoid receptors um, uh, interact with. And so uh, generally, uh, when you have your highest endocannabinoids, you're, it's during your awake time. And when you have your lowest endocannabinoids, it's during deep sleep time. Um, so how does that work with THC, which is a phytocannabinoid from a plant? Um, well, it, generally from reports, THC is stimulating, and it's really the after effect. In, in Mexico, they call it bajando, which is after you're, you're high, you sort of come down, and that's when people get that sleepy effect, the post effect. So often people will mix um, other things like CBD to sort of uh, um, stimulate or, or, or in, in hurry that effect along, you know, and make CBD uh, and make the sleepy effect, the bajando effect come sooner. Um, so sometimes they'll mix THC with CBN or THC with CBD. Uh, I was just at a dispensary yesterday and they were promoting CBN as the medicine that keeps you asleep. Um, well, um, uh, this is a sort of one of the first evidences that says that maybe the dispensary could be right, although I don't think they looked, they read the study. Man, this this is super super fascinating, Dr. Talleyrand. I'm so glad you covered this, and um, I, I I personally I'm just really glad to finally see some actual studies that are actually paid for by the industry, so they're not as you know, I mean, of course, Project Sam will say that they're biased to show a positive effect of cannabis and whatnot. But the reality is that we always have, have had the exact opposite, which is everything has had a bias against cannabis. And so I'm just glad that we finally have some positive news coming out. And, and basically, a lot of people are now getting proved right that we're just only to base their opinions based off of anecdotal evidence. I guess you got to give it to the MSOs then. I mean, this is sponsored by some MSOs. Um, no, 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 it's not. No, money. it's not. It's sponsored by Canadians. They're a Canadian, Canadian. company. Well, they're not an MS. They are not an MSO. They are Canadian company. You want to got bought? Want to got bought? Want to got bought? Want is not. Want to got bought by Canopy. But they're not Canadian though. Canopy is Canadian. So therefore, therefore, Wana is now a Canadian company. It was originally an American company, but it got bought by Canadians, so now they're Canadian. They got a blank check. Yeah, they got a blank check from uh, from Canopy mm -hmm. and 300, uh, 300 milli. Big shout out to Mary. Yeah, uh, there three hundred milli, and she's doing great stuff with this. She's funding uh, social equity projects. She's funding uh, uh, clinical research. Like this is the best way to spend money. Uh, period. If you if you have a huge come up, in I could I, I could show her way better ways to spend money, Rico. But it's okay. <laughs> but maybe, maybe she can buy a new house speaker. May, may, How about may, that? Yeah, may, yeah, yeah, cute, cute, cute. You know what I mean? Cute, 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 and cute. We're gonna go to a commercial. We gotta be right back. Relying on 25 years of commercial hydroponic experience, King Solomon Nutrients has engineered the best liquid and dry fertilizer products for cannabis that preserves the crop, the soil, and the environment. Through relentless passion, research, and innovation, King Solomon has developed simplified cannabis crop nutrition you can trust. It was created for farmers, by farmers. Don't mess around, try the crown. 
Oh, sorry, guys. Stop whatever you're doing and make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you also hit that subscribe button if you have not subscribed to the channel already. And all of the articles that we cover here today, you can read them all and share them all from our website at www.hyatt9news.com. Make sure you tell a friend today. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. I'm going to have to turn it off, though, for the story because I got Oh, man. All right. Well, coming up, coming up next, we're going to move right into Dr. Mark Scalione. Sheldon, Sheldon, Doctor Mark Sheldon. Man, I'm getting, I'm getting there. Yes, you got it, you got it, Rico. You got this over here together. You all right? Am I gonna do Doctor Sheldon? Yeah, Doctor Sheldon. All right, Doctor Sheldon. He is a chemist out there in the great state of New York. He's also a major deadhead. Oh, I didn't say Vermont. I'm sorry. I meant to say Vermont. My, uh, that's a it's a miss. It's a misspoke. Misspoke on misspoke on my part. My my bad. Doctor Mark Sheldon from the great state of Vermont, over there in the Champlain region, and I'm not talking about champagne, but he knows how to pour some stuff up and fill up your cup with some crazy formulations. That's right. It is none other than Doctor Mark Sheldon. 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 <laughs> one day, right. one day I'll hey. get it right. I promise. No, you, you, you get it right. Don't worry about it. You can call me anything. Just don't call me late for dinner. No, never that. Hey, Rico. Hey. Great, to have, great to have you back, Rico. You look great. You sound great. And, you know, we all missed you. And we're, it's great to see you back in the flesh. So my story today is a real sciencey one that comes from a group that has done a few publications in this area. And I know the lead author, Ian Oswald and TJ Martin. Uh, so the title of the paper comes from the um, uh, journal of, or actually this has uh, been just released online on ACS Omega. ACS is the American Chemical Society. And the title of the article is Minor Non-Terpenoid Volatile Compounds Drive the Aroma Differences in Exotic Cannabis. Exotic cannabis, right? As opposed to non-exotic cannabis. That's so we all love exotic cannabis, right? So uh, cannabis sativa produces a wide variety of volatile secondary metabolites that contribute to its unique aroma. You know, we all know about terpenes and everyone's been talking about terpenes, but these are non-terpene compounds. So that's what makes these really exciting. So the major volatile constituents include monoterpenes, sesquiterpenes, and their oxygenated derivatives. In particular, uh, the uh, compound beta-myrcene and D-limonene and beta-caryophylline and terpinaline, these should all be really familiar to the folks in the audience. These are the most common that are found in the greatest amounts 
a wide variety of, of uh, 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 cannabis varieties. And while these compounds contribute to the characteristic aroma of cannabis sativa L and may help differentiate varieties on a broad level, their importance in producing specific aromas is not well understood. Here in this paper, in this publication, as part of a few publications from this laboratory, uh, we show that across cannabis sativa L varieties with divergent aromas, uh, terpene expressions remain remarkably similar, indicating their benign contribution to the unique specific sense. So what is it that makes these, these varieties different from each other if the terpenes are all still the same? Well, this is exactly the importance of this paper. Instead, they found that many minor non-terpenoid components correlate strongly with the non-prototypical sweet or savory aromas produced in cannabis sativa L. So they used coupling uh, um, uh, sensory studies to a chemical analysis. They derived correlations between groups of compounds, or in some cases, individual compounds that produce these diverse scents. In particular, and this is really exciting, They've identified new classes of volatile sulfur compounds that contain three mercaptohexyl functional groups responsible for the distinct citrus aroma of certain varieties. And another compound called scatol, which is 3-methylindole, which is a degradation product of the amino acid tryptophan as a key source of chemical aroma in others. They find scatol in the feces of variety of species, I think even in human feces. So here's a compound, right, that really makes shit smell the way it does, and they find it in cannabis. Fascinating, right? Our results provide not only a rich understanding of the cannabis, of the chemistry of cannabis sativa L, but also highlight the importance of terpenes in the context of the aroma of cannabis sativa has been overemphasized. And that is the abstract from this very detailed paper. I'm sure we could put a link to the paper. It's available on open access. And that is my story for the Hyatt 9 News. This is Dr. Mark from the great state of Vermont. Interested on what y'all have to think about this. I guess you can Man. say the Terps don't lie, huh, Dr. Mark? Or they do well, lie. you know, ter terpenes... Uh, have been associated with the aroma of cannabis since the mid-30s. And the first people to identify that was uh, in a group, um, uh, it's right around the time of World War II in the late 30s and early 40s uh, in the uh, uh, laboratories of Professor Alexander Todd over in England. Um, when the advent of gas chromatography was first developed in the late 50s and early 60s, uh, a group of Canadians first identified uh, the essential oil of cannabis as being filled with several of the terpenes we just talked about, things like myrcene, uh, limonene, uh, beta-caryophylline. These are in, in most varieties of cannabis. The importance of this study is that what they're trying to say is that if you look at the individual varieties or the strains themselves, and they look at a couple different ones in here, I think, look at Jack Herrera. Jack Herrera is, is, is typically high in terpinaline, but I think what they find in, um, 
like what distinguishes that from train wreck i think they also looked at gorilla glue and they also i wanted to say there's a sensory panel in the methods in this paper where they took i think seven experienced cannabis smokers and had them also evaluate the strains as well what they did is they assigned a numerical uh, score to the variety and based it on uh, sort of like an exotic score, if you will. And then they looked at the chemical profile and said, do some of these chemicals, are they responsible for the differences in these strains? And that's basically what they're finding. And some of these compounds are terpene derived, but some of them are not terpene derived. So it's important to realize that not all of the cannabis fragrance that we know and love is um, solely uh, uh, responsible or are the terpenes and terpenoids responsible for them. There's a whole variety of fragrant molecules in cannabis and studies like this are beginning to unlock what those compounds are. This is really exciting for a chemist like me to see this come out in the peer reviewed literature, which again points to making this plant more legitimate because other scientists have looked at this data and they've assessed the importance of this data that this should be put out on the web immediately so the information could be disseminated in the community and in the world of science so very important research shout out to ian i know you're watching great work ian keep up the good stuff that, <laughs> yeah. dr mark dr mark you had the um you said uh, you said something about scat Scatol, scatol, yes. yeah. So, so scatol is three methylindole. It smells. I think it actually uh, naturally occurs in passion fruit and some other um, uh, tropical fruits. But it also yeah. is characteristic, characteristically, the smell of shit. Scatol yes, is it's found yeah. in human feces. It's a degradation product of a natural amino acid called tryptophan. I think I mentioned that. Yeah, so, yeah. When so, so if you're decaying flesh, if decaying flesh, and 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 uh, and feces will have it. Yeah. Is that why they say? Yeah. So, so if you if you're smoking on that, you can actually say, "Yo, my weed is the shit." Exactly. You're I, the yeah. Shit. You, you know, there is a strain called Tits, right? This is the shit. That's Shout right. out to Shout out to Ben. Ben. Yeah, Big Ben. I see Collective. He's getting yeah. ready to he's getting ready to release product too in the Illinois market. So if you are out there in the great state of Illinois. Make sure you check. So, out. Jason, I, I, collective. I, I wanted I wanted my friend to Adam, my friend Adam, who's got a variety of super skunk. I wanted him to call his variety of super skunk Adam's super skunk. So you can do tits and ass, right? You can get them both. Oh, yeah, I see. I see what you're I see what you did there. I see and, what you did. And there. we're trying to get this accepted by by the general population. Oh, so, yeah, so yeah we, I mean, of course, that's that's why that's why we still sell green crack, Dr. T. <laughs> I have a question, Dr. Mark. I was surprised yes. to find, because I'd read their previous study on uh, prenylated sulfur or thiol yes. and how yes. and how they cause the sort of gassy, fuel-like aroma or garlicky right. aroma of flour, um, which was great, great work by this group. Um, uh, I uh, am surprised to hear that a sulfur-containing compound was causing a citrus-like aroma. That's the, what turned yeah. my head as you were talking. Oh, so I, it, yeah, I was. Yeah. It, it, it's it's amazing. So yeah, the compound that the three mercaptyl hexyl acetate 
is actually a, I think that's again, one of these compounds that's found in passion fruit. It's a sulfurous containing compound. So yeah, it has that onion and garlic kind of bite that sometimes you would kind of get out of a haze. I don't know if you guys know that, like that haze kind of like, uh, or the nige. If you know the nige, um, the nige definitely has that garlicky, oniony kind of note, but it's really interesting, Dr. T, because what happens is at a higher concentration, it's got that garlicky, oniony thing, but at a lower concentration, it smells citrusy, fruity. So it's the kind of thing where the dose really matters when you're talking about these chemicals, just like with a poison. You know, where you are in the concentration regime will tell you whether or not it's going to give you that oniony, garlicky bite, or it's going to be something a little more fruity and, and citrusy. But yeah, it's so cool that our nose can do the olfactory spectroscopy and differentiate from really small changes in these molecules. We could differentiate it in our, in our, in our, in our flavor, in our, our, our taste, in our sensing. It's just fascinating. It's amazing the word you just came up with to describe smelling. Olfactory spectroscopy. Yes, yes, yes. That was that was that, that was. That we know was it, it, and we we know so little about how the human nose actually smells. That's what all the stink is about. I mean, it works like everything else, Rico. You go in and out, just with the air. Well, there are receptors. There are different types of receptors, but yeah, this gets complex. Uh, yeah. But what's interesting is that they are G. Uh, protein coupled receptors, which is similar mm -hmm. to the cannabinoid receptors. Um, uh, so uh, uh, that might be part of it. And there's also uh, trip receptors uh, as That's sensory right. receptors. Yeah. That's right. So what Dr. T means is that these compounds are interacting with basically sockets that are already programmed in our bodies. And these are kind of like the plugs going into the socket and turning things on. And you, you're, you're absolutely right. I think part of the human response, and I think in the paper that uh, Jeremy Plum and uh, Dr. Russo published last year, again, it wasn't just terpenes. It, it wasn't about terpenes. There's, there's a real human relationship with the taste and the odor of cannabis that we can't put an exotic score on, but there's a real affinity that our noses are able to distinguish and say, hey, man, that's not like the last bag of sour diesel I got. That's different. You know, mm -hmm. we can tell the difference. And it's fantastic that we can. I didn't hear them comment on the ester class, and that tends to have the fruity aroma. So I'm yes, surprised. Yes, it tends to be that... very sweet. Yeah. Small volatile esters like that, they talked about anthranilic uh, esters, me uh, methyl anthranilamide and others. Uh, these are kind of like the essence of like cherry and banana and some of the more fruitier essences, raspberry and, and whatnot. Yeah, those are small chain esters. And yeah, there's a whole variety of them. And just by changing the groups on that, you can really influence how the flavor is detected. Yeah, it's really cool. So the companies that are adding the terpenes in now need, need to consider potentially adding other compounds like diols and esters to really try to emulate the the natural scent and aroma the natural aroma and flavor of cannabis right? yeah like, i mean like, i'm not uh, i'm not big on the companies that are adding adding botanical terpenes to yeah that just screws everything up i'm with you that just screws yeah because it all as up. good as those chemists are and those chemists are really really good 
you're never going to replace what mother nature has had over the time course of evolution to evolve in what's expressed yeah. in the terpenes and and other compounds that are in the oil of the cannabis plant i mean i think what we know is that and we use the analogy of the orchestra is like you can listen to the string quartet version of what a full orchestra plays and it'll never sound the same yes you'll get some of the same notes so you can take four individual terpenes and make some fragrance from it but you'll never get the full body nature of a real full spectrum cannabis oil which can only be made biosynthetically in the cannabis plant the best chemists and i'm one of the better ones we we can't even come close Part of the problem is packaging and storage, too. As you're making a pre-roll, you're usually getting attenuated compounds. I mean, the volatile organic compounds are disappearing because you're, you're right. using old stuff or it's sort of been sitting around. And so they, they have right. Just to like add the, these terpenes to try to get it back to normal, but they can't ever do it. Just like the Glade air freshener. When you first pu push that Glade air freshener into the wall, it smells just like the flowers on the packaging, right? Come back about a week later and you'll smell a very, very different odor because you've boiled off the m more volatile uh, essences and they, they just can't give you the time release of the most volatile components are already gone. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's a... Not, they're, not, they're uh, fleeting. I, 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 I got a quick question. It was like a half a joke, but uh, got kind of a quick uh, question here. Like, so cherry juice, I have gout and I uh, cherry juice actually alleviates uh, the pain and inflammation uh, associated with my gout attacks whenever I have a flare up. Uh, would cherry terpenoids uh, infused into a, a, a cannabis product, would that be able to help me uh, from a, a medical point of view, do you think? I, I'm not sure what the active compound is in black chip. Uh, cherry juice, but it has been known to help um, with uh, rheumatoid arthritis and uh, maybe gout too. I've heard it more with rheumatoid arthritis than with gout, but I don't think it's the terpenes in the black cherry juice that are the active um, ingredients, but I can look that up for you. Well, John, is, 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 uh, is colchicine the natural product? Does that occur in cherry it's, juice? It's my, that's my, you know, that's my emergency. Colchicine is... <laughs> Yeah, colchicine is gnarly is a gnarly drug, and no, I don't think it's it's the active ingredient. But I can look it up. But... Yeah, that's my, my my emergency shit. If I ever want to just eat a yeah. steak or something, I just pop a colchicine, and I know I won't have an attack. <laughs> really, oh, you can, it works preventative. Yeah. Oh boy, we they need didn't to... want to give you allopurinol. We are we yeah, are... I take allopurinol every day. We are way way over okay. time, you guys. We 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 got to get right over to. Oh, we have to get right over to Mr. Chris Eggers, who is going to read his story for us real quick. He is a former detective, but now it looks like he's dressed as a U.S. Marshal today, and because he's gone blank on us, that's right. It is Mr. Chris Eggers. Mutation Beck became Kaiser Soze. Yes. Uh, thanks, guys. I'll be really quick. Uh, thanks for having me on this Friday. My headline comes out of uh, uh, SF Gate, written by my guy Lester Black. Humble uh, farmers to sue Karen Initiative from ballot. So, a group, essentially, I'll be very brief here because I know we're out of time, but a group in Northern California farmers have sued organizers behind a controversial local ballot initiative that would completely 
completely rewrite rules for farmers in Humboldt County. And so I'm going to go into the initiative just briefly, high level. Uh, essentially what it would do, it would limit the size of uh, farms and severely restrict any modifications to existing ones. And it was qualified for in a March, or will be qualified for in a March 2024 election. Local farmers are warning that passing the initiative could destroy the local commercial cannabis industry. Even local county government is warning the initiative would have dire consequences. So this is something to follow for sure. A June report prepared by the Humboldt County Planning and Building Department said that the initiative uh, would make it so hard for farmers to comply with the proposed restrictions that it would, quote, I'm sorry, that, quote, the legal market would be rendered not viable in Humboldt County. So um, this is definitely something to watch. We're going to follow this. I'm probably going to follow up and report on it. Uh, and essentially, against this ballot claims that there was uh, issues around how the signatures were gathered uh, in order to get it to the point that it is. So uh, that's my story. Happy Friday. I hope everyone had a great week. Rico, great to see you back in the saddle, buddy. Uh, and to my new friends, the two new doctors. Pleasure to meet you guys. Great, 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 uh, great to be back, uh, uh, Chris. And you know, it's the Karen law, man, down with the Karens. Mm -hmm. I feel bad. I, I feel bad for women with the right. Karen. <laughs> they're actually good people. <laughs> A little bit because they're caring. They're still caring. Because mm -hmm. Karen don't mean you mean you're caring. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I just, I just said they were caring, caring, bro, caring. You know, yes, caring. But thank you all for joining us us for yet another episode of High at Nine News. You can catch us weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, High Noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love, getting their comments posted on the live on the big screen. And our live audience members and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondents tuning in from all over, bringing as much needed variety, perspective, and your respected opinions to the table, especially on Fridays. We have not one, but two doctors on board to here to bless us with all that knowledge. Uh, to our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, all our sponsors keeping the lights on, AV struggles to a minimum, and of course the lovely Zsa Simone. I know she's, she's out there. We miss you, and we love you too. As always, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason we show up to read these headlines every single day. Thank you too. It has been Friday, October 13th, a very, very, very spooky Friday uh, for all you Halloween lovers out there. The show is over, and you've been all blessed with today's top industry headlines. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until Monday. I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street for Hyatt 9 News. Dr. Mark, why don't you take us out? What you got? Well, yesterday was October 12th, which was National Farmers Day. So I hope that everybody has hugged a farmer. And if you haven't, hug a farmer. No farmer, no cannabis, and no food. <laughs>